This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Vendis, joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the major mortgage man cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy Thursday. The Jason Walker Show. Major Mortgage Man Cave. We are presented by the Great Capital Collision Center. If you are looking to get your vehicle repaired to manufacture specification, get on over to Capital Collision Center if you have been in an accident. Big show coming up today. Every day is a big show, though. Today, Barry Abrams will join us. We're going to talk some horse racing. The Preakness coming up on Saturday at Pimlico. Uh, just outside Baltimore. Also, Scott Evans will join us, Helena Highhead football coach, and uh, break down why the Bengals are 3-0. Can they go to 4-0 on Friday nights? We will tell you. There's a couple of big double-A games tonight. Gallatin is at Skyview, and is tonight the Senior West game as well? I don't think so. I think that's tomorrow. I could probably look, and I will have that to you shortly. But uh, I do know Gallatin is at Skyview. One thing that will not happen Friday is, um, oh, Glacier is at Hellgate tonight. That is the other football game. So Glacier at Hellgate, and then Gallatin is at Skyview. Senior West play tomorrow night. Uh, One game that will not be happening is Great Falls hosting its homecoming game against Belgrade. Why? Belgrade canceled. Why? Mm, guessing COVID. Didn't officially say, but um, that was uh, announced earlier today. In fact, just about a half an hour ago that Belgrade had to cancel its game at Great Falls High. So Great Falls High loses its homecoming game. So that is the, uh, the latest. Um, we have seen... Harlem has also canceled, and Harlem and Box Elder both going to uh, remote learning for the next couple of weeks. So that be that is now four this week. Conrad Jordan, Harlem and Box Elder. So Harlem loses its homecoming game Friday against Malta, as well as volleyball, because Conrad already had canceled. Um, Box Elder, however, though, according to Superintendent Jeremy, uh, Jeremy McDonald, Bears athletics are still a go despite the fact that they're going to remote learning. So Box Elder football is going to play at Valier on Friday night. And volleyball for Box Elder is going to play Fort Benton tonight. But there are no... Uh, 
Harlem events. No Conrad, no Jordan. And now we, like mentioned, no uh, Belgrade at Gray Falls High. That game has been canceled. And you're not getting it back. So that sucks. Absolutely sucks. Um, what else is... Oh, I did see this too. According to the Billings Gazette, there is an increase of... Uh, it went from 40 last week to 161 schools and universities that have a, a COVID-19 positive test. Not just athletics, but just in everybody. Uh, student Students population, the student body. Uh, K through 12 statewide went from 114 last week to 302. The That's the student count. K through 12 staff is at 131. The university went from 100, university total went from 143 to 344 positive cases. There's not that many universities and colleges in the state of Montana, but 161 schools, including college and university, have positive tests. So there you go. And speaking of COVID, here's your Montana update. A record, yesterday a record of what, 348? Is that what it was? Which was an all-time high, positive new cases. Smashed it today, 429. There are now 13,500 confirmed cases since March, 181 dead, 178 currently in the hospital. 3,891 active cases, 9,428 have recovered. Here's your, here's your county count. And again, petroleum still without a positive since March. So whatever petroleum county is doing, follow suit. Uh, 944 in Yellowstone. 585 in the Flathead. That's where Helena High plays on Friday night. 308 in Missoula County. 357 Cascade County. 239 in Glacier. 312 in Roosevelt. And there's a lot of schools in that area. Uh, 131 Bighorn, 92 Rosebud, 124 Lewis and Clark, Gallon County up to 162. And uh, 52 Hill County, 46 now in Toole County, and 35 over in Valley, and 34 down in the Beaverhead. So that's your active cases. Uh, for the uh, the bigger counties in the state of Montana, 38 Lake, 37 in uh, Ponderay. So, COVID, it's here. It's not going away, and we're seeing now more athletics being um, affected, more sports, including the NFL. Tennessee Titans have a couple of more positive tests amongst their players, so that Steelers-Titans game will now not be played. The NFL announced today that uh, was going to probably they were going to try to play it, move it from Sunday to either Monday or Tuesday, and now they're saying uh, no, not going to happen until later in the season. So uh, Christian Fulton, a cornerback for the Titans, has been added to the COVID nineteen list. 
uh, Daquan Jones, Bo Brinkley, Tommy Hudson. Um, there's another one. So, yeah. NFL now being affected. We saw it with baseball. Baseball is a little bit easier to make up games than it is in the NFL. Now, I think they have a couple of weeks built in to where they can reschedule these games, knowing that they're going to have uh, have it happen. But, man, it's uh, it's not going away, folks. So, um, and it appears now that uh, oh, there's a reporter up at Great Falls trying to talk to the Bison, and the team has uh, not come out to practice yet. So, crazy. Bison, Belgrade, Panthers not playing Friday night football. There you go. Uh, what else did we want to hit on? By the way, you can watch the Jason Walker Show Facebook Live, uh, YouTube Live, also uh, Twitter. You can at Jay Walker Sports. You can follow along anytime on uh, JasonWalkerShow.com. We are live on Network One Sports, Podbean, and then uh, the replay on geez, Spotify. There's like I don't know eight or nine, ten. Different place. Just go to JasonWalkerShow.com. It'll have a link to most of the the great places that you can listen or rewatch. There's a couple of big games tonight. We mentioned uh, football with Gallatin at Skyview. Go Raptors. Um, And then you have uh, Glacier at Hellgate. Glacier's going to go to 4-0. I mean, Hellgate's better, but with what Helena Hyde did to Hellgate last week, Glacier is going to do uh, pretty close to the same thing, but I'm picking. I'm, so I'm going to pick Glacier tonight, and then also going to pick um, Gallatin at Skyview tonight. Uh, you also have a big Double A Western Double A volleyball match tonight in the Queen City. You've got unbeaten Helena High at unbeaten Capital. The Bruins have not lost in 60 matches. Helena High hasn't won against Capital, I think, in since 2018. It's almost been two full years. So a big volleyball match, number one Capital, number three Helena High. Uh, the last time they met last year was in the state championship, and Capital won. But uh, should be a good match tonight. And that's his, uh, that's at the Bears' den uh, against uh, for, for Capital hosting Helena High. So there you go. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk the uh, the ponies. Who to bet on this week? Tis the law is not running. Authentic is. Barry Abrams will join us next. Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. 
Give J.R. McFadden and MLS number 1246357 a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Oh, welcome back. Jason Walker Show. Normally I'd let the music play, but I'm so excited to get to our first guest today. On this day in history coming up, also uh, Helena High Coach Scott Evans will tell us how the Bengals will improve to 4-0 tomorrow against Buttes. But I do want to get right to our first guest. And I actually have um, a great intro, if I can pull it up here. So let's kill that music and let's push play. And it's not going to run. Oh, there it is. It's Well, never mind. I had the call to the post, Barry, as Barry Abrams joins us here on the Jason Walker Show. I was getting ready for the Preakness on Saturday. I had the call to the post. There it is. How are you, my friend? Oh, man, this is the, with all due respect to Andy Williams around the holidays, I would say this is the most wonderful time of the year. How's your <laughs> September sports calendar going with the Stanley Cup final and the NBA final and the Triple Crown races and the French Open and the U.S. Open two weeks before that? I'm dizzy. How <laughs> I know. about you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm glad we finally have sports to talk about. This has been great. It's just overwhelming. Like, I can't watch all of the baseball and all of the basketball. It's too much. Hey, how do you, uh, do you, how many TVs do you have? Uh, well, I have a, in not more than one in one room, okay, but I have okay. a large mobile phone that I can use as a second screen. And of course, I can stream on my computer as a second or a third screen. So, we find ways to make it work. Yes, of course. Uh, he is the host of ESPN's In the Gate podcast. Barry Abrams, our guest here, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. All uh, right, so we have the, what, 145th running of the Preakness coming up on Saturday at Pimlico. And uh, there's some great storylines, Barry. Uh, authentic, who won the Derby. Tis the Laws not running after losing the Derby, getting ready for Breeders' Cup. Um, it's a small field, but it's a good field. I actually didn't think this was going to be such a good race because the Preakness somehow always gets shafted no matter what happens. And I figured uh, with horses normally resting between four and eight weeks between races nowadays, as we have discussed that nauseum together, mm -hmm. that after the Kentucky Derby, all the big horses would rest in advance of the Breeders' Cup, which is November 6th and 7th. 
So I figured, well, who's really going to go to the Preakness? And Tis the Law fell into that category. He's not here, the winner of the Belmont and the Travers. But this is a pretty good race. You mentioned Authentic, who won the Kentucky Derbies in somewhat surprising fashion a month ago, starting on the front end, and nobody could catch him. He took the early lead, and nobody caught him. Mm -hmm. the, The horse that was supposed to challenge him the most, Art Collector, had to scratch out of that race with a minor foot injury, minor because here he is ready to go on Saturday. You have the horse, if you watch the Derby, you'll remember that Bob Baffert's second horse, of course he had authentic, a thousand words who had a little bit of an accident in the paddock and then had to be scratched. He is here for the Preakness. Who knows how well he would have done on Derby Day. And then there's the interesting horse, the really interesting horse, Swiss Skydiver, the filly, who has been terrific this spring and summer. She's had four graded stakes victories. Her trainer is our guest on the In the Gate podcast this week. She is here to challenge against Colts in the Preakness. New York traffic is here. He didn't run all that great in the Derby. I don't think the uh, traffic did him any justice. So let's give him another shot. And all of a sudden, this is not a bad race. No, I'm, I was reading about Swiss Skydiver, Barry, and it's interesting because uh, she won the Alabama Stakes, uh, was, what, second in the Kentucky Oaks, but this is the first Philly uh, trying to win since 2009 when Rachel Alexandra did it, and it's just the, uh, what, five Phillies have won since going back 144 races? Yeah, I mean, it happens more often in Europe, and actually, if you're awake on Sunday morning in the 8 o'clock mountain time hour and you turn on the TVG network, you will see the biggest race in all of Europe, the Arc de Triomphe from Paris, where the great Philly Enable will try to win that race against Colts and older horses for the third time. No horse has ever won the Arc three times much less a female doing it against males. But that sort of thing is a lot more common in Europe than it is here. You don't see it here. When it happened in 2009 and Rachel Alexandra won three times against Colts that summer, I mean, she was awesome. You don't see that too often. And Swiss Skydiver is no Rachel Alexandra. But her trainer, Ken McPeak, said that there weren't many other options for her to run against just three-year-olds. If she ran against females, she would have to run against older horses. And even though she's running against Colts, which is a challenge, he thought that was the better alternative than running against older and more physically developed females. So here she is. Well, uh, I think she's a six to one um, odd, same as thousand words. And they're starting in that four or five slot right next to each other. Uh, there's 11 horses, of course, authentic at 9-5. to five. Give me an upset pick. Well, I think Art Collector is going to win this race, and that's really not much of an upset. He's the second choice. Right. I'm interested to see what happens with uh, Pneumatic for Steve Asmussen, who goes from the 10. Uh, he looked decent, came in second a couple of times this summer, including in the Jim Dandy up at Saratoga the day of the Kentucky Derby, they took the less the less strenuous route to get here instead of running in the Derby. And he ran, you know, pretty credibly that day. Now he steps up in class, and we just don't know 
how good he is because he hasn't been up against this kind of competition. He's 20 to one. Steve Asmussen knows how to prepare these horses for these kinds of races. Of course, he trained Curlin, who won the Preakness in just ridiculous fashion in 2007 and is the second leading trainer in all of North American racing history. So I'm interested to see how he runs. Uh, Mr. Big News, who goes from the two, surprised everybody to finish third in the Kentucky Derby out of absolutely nowhere, literally and figuratively. He was not even in consideration among handicappers. And on the track, he came from way out of it to finish third. He'll try to do the same thing here. All of the speed, all of the early leaders will be going from the outside. So the fact that Mr. Big News goes from the two won't matter at all. He will simply drop back and make one run. The question is, can he do it again? See, now, when the Derby and Preakness are usually two weeks apart, as they would typically be in a non-COVID year, typically the horses who run that way in the Derby and then actually do go on to the Preakness, they pretty much keep their same form. And I would have expected Mr. Big News in that case to do it again. But now it's four weeks between the Derby and the Preakness this year. So I'm not sure if he's got another one of those runs in him four weeks later. Barry Abrams, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. Uh, quick note, going back to Steve Asmussen, also trained not only Curlin, but Rachel Alexander, who we talked about a little bit earlier. So, um, Well, sort of. Oh, sort of. Right, because right. Because she, was, she, was, she had a different trainer when she won the Kentucky Oaks two weeks before the Preakness, and then right after the Preakness, she was moved to Steve Asmussen's barn and ran the rest of the year for okay. him. And the rest of the year... I mean, the Kentucky Oaks, she won by 20, and it was just insane. But the races she ran later were her real signature performances. The Preakness, which she won over Colts, and she won the uh, the Haskell at Monmouth Park, which was incredible. And then came the race that, to me, is just the most breathtaking that I've ever seen, Secretariat notwithstanding, when she beat older males as a three-year-old filly in the Woodward at Saratoga if you call that up online and watch that, and you, you can't tell me you will watch that race without getting goosebumps. Uh, interesting. I will definitely have to uh, to try to uh, find that one. Uh, Barry Abrams joining us, Jason Walker Show. All right, I've got some uh, some fast facts here about Preakness. It is, what, a mile and three-sixteenths? Is that right? That's correct. It's a quarter of a mile, or I'm sorry, a sixteenth of a mile shorter than the Kentucky Derby. But okay. the riders will tell you, that even though the track configuration is the same, and if you look at it overhead on a, you know, on a map, the tracks really don't look much different. The riders will tell you that the turns appear to be tighter, which makes it harder to come from behind. Interesting. That is, uh, that's very interesting. Um, all right. There has been, who uh, was it, lucky number seven. I saw this today. Bob Baffert, who won his sixth derby, uh, is tied for the most Preakness Stakes wins with seven. Do you, can you name those, the horses that won it? For the Preakness, he had uh, Looking at Lucky, okay. who won the Preakness, a war emblem with whom he won the Derby and the Preakness, of course, American Pharaoh and Justify, who won the Triple Crown, uh, Point Given won the Preakness for fun in 2001, and I forget whether that's all of them. Nope. Oh, and uh, of course, Silver Charm and Real... Silver Charm and Real Quiet, yep. who won them back-to-back in, in 97 and 98, 
both coming within a race of the Triple Crown. Bob Baffert's had a lot of Triple Crown near misses in addition to the triple, the two Triple Crowns that he's won. That's crazy. I mean, he's almost like he's almost like Jack Nicholas. As many majors as he won with 18, but he's got 36 second place finishes. To me, that's a little like Bob Baffert with how many Triple Crowns he's come close to. Oh, without a doubt. It, it reminds me of uh, one of the sports I love uh, most is professional bowling, believe it or not. Don't even ask me why. <laughs> but, you know, Earl Anthony, the great Earl Anthony, won 41 times on the PBA Tour, which is more than all but maybe one or two guys like Walter Ray Williams. I forget the actual numbers. He finished second 20 times, meaning he lost 20 championship matches. If you win 10 tournaments, you're a Hall of Famer. He finished second 20 times, which is very much like Bob Baffert coming so close to the Triple Crown. I believe he had three horses, War Emblem, Silver Charm, Real Quiet, who won the first two and lost the third. Man, that's tough. Uh, Calumet Farm, take me through their history because this is, I think they have seven Preakness winners. But this is such a great legacy as far as uh, as far as horses go. They were so Calumet Farm has Accession, who goes from the one. Back in the day, they were owned by the people who started Calumet Baking Powder. That's Ooh. where their name comes from, and they basically were the New York Yankees of horse racing. I mean, they were the evil empire. They won everything. And if you ever make your way down to Lexington, Kentucky, if you ever just happen to find yourself there, one thing you will want to see is a place called the Kentucky Horse Park, which is a museum. It also has a number of champion horses who either cannot breed, they were geldings, or they have been pensioned, meaning they're too old to breed anymore. And some of those champions end up at the Kentucky Horse Park. Well, one of the things they also have are all of the Calumet trophies, which is just mind-blowing to see. It's just room after room with floor-to-ceiling cabinets on both sides, all the way down the length of each room, just trophies, trophies, trophies. But in the late 70s, early 80s, there was a long series of mismanagement at Calumet, and they basically continue to exist, but not nearly what they were. They have been purchased by a very eccentric businessman named Brad Kelly, who is very fiercely private. And he doesn't do interviews. I'd love to have him on. But he has continued the Calumet legacy. He changed their colors from the famous devil's red and blue to black with uh, yellow chevrons. And most of his horses are long shots. As accession is here in the Preakness, he's 30 to 1. He occasionally wins a race, but Calumet is not nearly what it was. It would be as if the Yankees just kept finishing fourth or fifth in the AL East. Gotcha. Which we all would love, by the way. I wouldn't mind that as a <laughs> lifelong Mets fan. I'm right there with you. Uh, Barry, 14 Preakness winners have had the name, uh, winning name that starts with the uh, letter S. How many of them can you name? The letter F? Yes, S is in... Well, I'll give you Sir Barton. Oh, with the letter S. Yes. S is in Sam. Sam, yes. Um, wow. Um, Silver Charm, Sir Barton, um, Secretariat, of course. Yep. Seattle Slough, of course. 
Um, oh, you're going to have – that's about Smarty, as far as I, I can got go. got Smarty Jones in 2004. Oh, Smarty Jones, sure. Survivor, sure. the first one back in 1873. Um, and then Sunday Silence. They don't list the others, but – those are the big oh, ones. I should have remembered Sunday Silence. That race, by the way, Sunday Silence in the Preakness, 1989, one of the top three or four races of all time. If you go find that one online, he and Easy Goer had one of the greatest knockdown, dragout battles yep. for about the last mile of that race that you will ever see. I-, I think it's one of the top three or four races in the history of the sport. Wow, that says a lot because there's been some fantastic ones. Um, all right. You're a Mets fan, but before we talk about the Mets real quick, uh, give me a Breeders' Cup prediction because that's in a month, I think, what, November 6th or 7th, and that's always a, a good, a great year-end wrap-up for horse racing. Right, and I think the uh, the older horses are going to have it over the three-year-olds this year, and, of course, who else but Bob Baffert holds the keys there with two horses who are head and shoulders above the rest, improbable, who just, Last week, won the uh, the awesome again stakes at Santa Anita. He won the Whitney at Saratoga. He won the big cap at Santa Anita. And, of course, don't forget Maximum Security, who crossed the line first in the Kentucky Derby, didn't get the victory, as we know, crossed the line first in the richest race in the world, the Saudi Cup in Saudi Arabia in February. But there are some issues there, and, he might not be declared the winner of that race either. But he finished second to Improbable last week at Santa Anita. Those two horses pretty much are head and shoulders above everybody else there and probably everybody else here in the Preakness who will have to take them on next month. Uh, going, It's in Keeneland, is that right, in Lexington? Right, it's in Keeneland, and because no fans are allowed at Keeneland this year for the races, the Breeders' Cup has also awarded Keeneland the 2022 Breeders' Cup. Next oh. year is committed to Del Mar and San Diego, but to make it up to Keeneland because they can't have any spectators, they will get the races back in two years as well. Does that does it rotate, the Breeders' Cup? Yeah, the Breeders' Cup typically rotates. Uh, the two main places that have held the most are Churchill Downs and Santa Anita because they are the best equipped with the largest grandstands. Uh, but the Breeders' Cup has been at Arlington Park, at Belmont Park, at the now-defunct Hollywood Park, which is now SoFi Stadium. That was the first one in 1984. It's been north of the border in Toronto, Monmouth Park in New Jersey. So it's it's been at several different tracks over the last 35 years. He uh, hosts In the Gate podcast, uh, ESPN's In the Gate podcast. His name is Barry Abrams. All right. Since I won't get to talk to you probably unless something big happens until um, next year when we preview the Kentucky Derby on its original date for next year, you are a Mets fan. I am a Mets fan. Steve Cohen, they're going to approve this. New ownership, how happy are you? Well, here's the thing. The ownership of any sports team needs to be committed to winning. Say what you want about George Steinbrenner and the way he went about his business. But everything about that guy was winning, mm-hmm. and the team won. Whereas you've seen many sports franchises where the owners were just there to make real estate deals and try to get new stadiums or arenas. They didn't pay attention to the team, or they put people in charge who were really not capable, and the teams suffered. So the question is with, with Steve Cohen of the Mets, 
as with any owner, how committed are they to winning as opposed to just having a toy to play with or trying to make a real estate deal for a new building? That's what we need to see. Well, we already have City Field as Mets fans, so they can't, I mean, you know, there were at least 20 years from getting a new stadium. I think he's committed, and I'd rather have him than A-Rod and J-Lo. I put out publicly on social media that it would have been hypocritical for me as a member of the media who has excoriated Alex Rodriguez for what he's done over the years, which we don't need to rehash, Mm -hmm. that I would root for him as the owner of the Mets. I couldn't do it. So had he and J-Lo, if it was just J-Lo, if she wasn't married to A-Rod, hey, more power to women being in control, especially Latin women, phenomenal, Mm -hmm. great idea. A-Rod, I couldn't have stomached. So whatever, Steve Cohen had a $1.8 billion settlement with the SEC, little securities fraud. I don't know anything about that. I know he now owns the Mets, and he's not A-Rod. <laughs> I like it. All right, Jacob deGrom has to be kept. There's no question about that. He is the best pitcher in baseball. Um, biggest offseason move you would like to see for the Mets this year? Because they've got great young talent, but they need a couple extra pieces. How about a manager? I mean, I, I actually just finished narrating a book. I, I narrate books as a second job. And I just finished narrating a book about the 1980 Oakland A's who had lost 108 games the year before. They brought in Billy Martin. And in 1981, they made the playoffs. So, you know, and the players were basically the same. They had a manager who figured it out. So, that's the, I'm not necessarily knocking Luis Rojas, but if you have the right person in charge, miracles can happen. So let's start there and see if the players aren't the problem. Uh, 1969 was a great miracle, and 1986. And if you hear people like the late, great Tom Seaver oh. and others talk about Gil Hodges, who managed that team, they would have run through a brick wall for him. Yep. He was the answer. So I'm, it's obviously easier to fire the manager than it is all the players. The Mets have players. Yes, they do. Let's see what happens when somebody really cracks the whip and puts it together. I love it. How about you and I just take over? We'll be co-managers, and we'll just we'll we'll go win World Series after World Series. Is anybody going to listen to us? <laughs> well, we've got Are the, the players going to buy into us. <laughs> Yeah, because we're. I'll be the friend. I'll be the the player manager. You be the 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 guy with the whip. No, nah, that's fine. You make me the bad cop. That's good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we can rotate. Hey Barry, I appreciate all the work you do, uh, and, and especially helping out uh, this show, making me sound smart about horse racing. But uh, have a great, I guess, off season, and and hopefully we uh, we chat in the spring, and and uh, have a happy holidays and all that. There is no off-season. We do In the Gate every week, but I appreciate the sentiment, my friend. There you go. In the Gate podcast. Uh, you've got uh, a great one this week, and, of course, they can go to Twitter. That is Barry Abrams joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, uh, at B. Abrams Voice on the Twitter. He is – nobody knows more about horse racing than Barry. He's great. Um, so there you go. Uh, man, oh, man. So authentic. Here's the prediction. Are you ready? Uh, he actually is choosing – uh, some uh, a different horse to win, but here's the prediction. Did I give? Did I get to my predi- uh Here you go. Because uh, he's picking art collector, but here's my uh, here's the prediction I read from Yahoo. 
Authentic Max Player Thousand Words and Swiss Skydiver. And uh, there you go. I'm going to, I got to go. I got to go. So Barry likes Art Collector. Okay, so I like I like Art Collector. I like Max Player. I like Authentic. But I'm going to go with the girl. I'm going with the Philly Swiss Skydiver. At 6-1, to one, Swiss Skydiver to win on Saturday with the Preakness. Uh, the 145th running of the Preakness. So uh, there you go. All right, quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Scott Evans, Helena High football coach. Get his thoughts on the 3-0 start for the Bengals, the athleticism that uh, the team has on both sides of the football, and uh, how do they go to 4-0 uh, with a win on, it would be Friday night. So we'll talk to Scott Evans coming up. We have a great new sponsor on the Jason Walker Show, Ocean Spirit Massage. You can go to OceanSpiritMassage.com. Uh, unbelievable pack to, uh, packages. I think it's 70 bucks for an hour, 90 for an hour and a half, two-hour massage for 120 bucks. And I've been there. It is the most amazing massage. Uh, you get deep tissue. You can do body scrubs, reflexology. If you're pregnant or your wife is pregnant, a pregnancy massage. Um, hot stone massage. The the cupping that you can see. The, and it's just... It's it's uh, it's a great place. So get there, Ocean Spirit Massage. Go to OceanSpiritMassage.com. If you go weekly, you get a discount. And uh, um, couples massage. You ever had one of those? You can get one of those as well. And great gift certificates, too. A massage is a great idea for gift certificates for the holidays. OceanSpiritMassage.com. All right, coming right back, Scott Evans will join us. Talk Hell and High Football next, Jason Walker Show. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. What happened on this date in sports history? Find out next on the Jason Walker Show. 
Doorwide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rockers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rockers, you'll find store-wide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find store-wide savings at Rockers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then Give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Washington Monument camera, thanks to EarthCam. Let's go back to that. That's pretty cool. As the sun setting out in D.C., that's a pretty awesome look. Clouds there. Washington Monument. That, that walk, really from the Capitol building down to the Lincoln Memorial. It's long, but it's worth it. It's, uh... Gotta get back there. Love Washington, D.C. Love the history. So, there you go. Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Back inside Major Mortgage Man Cave. It's always so much fun talking to Barry Abrams about horse racing. He is so knowledgeable. And if you miss anything... You can go to jasonwalkershow.com and uh, check in with Barry. Friday nights up in the Flathead Valley. Helena High looks to go 4-0 against the winless Braves of Flathead High School. To listen to that game, you can uh, check out our good friend Anthony Nockreiner on uh, KGEZ. Uh, I think that's KGEZ.com. And to join us now to chat about that game is the head coach of the Helena High Bengals. They are 3-0. I have them ranked in the top three in the state, and they are ranked fourth in the Treasure State media poll. But that doesn't matter to Coach Evans. He joins us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. All right, Coach, defensive uh, opportunity, short fields, and a great offense. It all turned into a big win last week for uh, Helena High to move to 3-0. How are you feeling? Feeling really good. You know, it's, it's always nice to get a defensive touchdown right out of the gate to start you out. And then at the same point in time, the next play, you get a fumble. So, kind of put ourselves in a pretty opportune moment. It's four minutes into the game to be up 14 nothing. So, that kind of paves the way for better things. Uh, you mentioned the, the defense. Obviously, this has been a great defense throughout the first three games. We knew going in the Bengals' defense was going to be really, really good this year. Um, it doesn't matter who's across the field. You still have to play lights out, and they have been. 
Yeah, they have. You know, they've, they've rose to the task, and they actually take it as a challenge to keep on going. You know, it's a great group of guys, and they, you know, they, they want to achieve it. they got a little chip on their shoulder to prove something for themselves, and that's always a good thing to have when they got a little anger in them. So I like the way they're playing right now. Uh, Marcus with the pick six and then the, the offensive touchdown. Uh, that's awesome when you can get two scores in a, in a variety of ways. Yeah, you know, it's just multi-purpose guy. We got some guys who can do a lot of things for us. You know, we got a McGurn, and we got a Marcus, we got a Zachary, we got a Ben Swanson, we got guys like that who can do multiple things for us offensively and defensively. So we got a good mix of guys who can do different things for us. And that's, that's just an asset we can't beat right now. That's, that's one of the nice hallmarks of this team is these guys who are doing anything they can to help us to win. When you're preparing for a, a team like Hellgate, um, What's different as far as uh, going up against them or a, or a Sentinel? You know, the reality is, is this. Is in double A, you know, I, I, that cliche, you know, we talked about before is getting better for yourself. Well, I, I think that's evident in every game you have to do that. But, you know, you're going to look at your team and see what you can do better against somebody and, you know, improve upon some of the stuff you did before. I guess my big thing is we're going to walk out there and we're going to do what we do. That's who we are. And, that's the only face we can put on it right now. We can't change what we're doing very much because I think we're doing pretty good with it. So we're going to keep with what we do, you know, and we'll look at little things here and there. But most of the time, you stay pretty consistent. Offensively, uh, Caden Hewitt just have uh, having a very solid season. Um, but you look at what Chase McGurn's been able to do getting the touchdowns, but he's got to get open in, in order for uh, Caden to find him, and that's been happening a lot this year so far. Yeah, he's got a little twitch to him. I mean, he's got a little burst that, you know, it, it, all of a sudden you're just surprised and he's gone. He makes a move out of a break, and he, he's got that getaway speed pretty well. You know, he just there's just some guys who just got a different gear sometimes when they, they hit an edge, and he's one of those guys that him and uh, he would have a great relationship with each other, so it works out very well. But like I said, he's, he's got a twitch to him. He hits that corner and hits a cut on the run, and, I mean, he, he's separating from you. Scott Evans, Helena High head coach, joining us here at Jason Walker Show. Coach, when you look at those two guys, and obviously we know that, you know, you've got Rafe Miller, you've got other great receivers uh, out there, but you can really tell the connection between Chase and Caden. It's almost like, well, I don't know, like they've been playing football together for quite a while. Yeah, it's kind of nice that they grew up in the same backyard, basically. So, it, you know, it makes a difference. You know, I, it's kind of like my three boys, you know, they know each other real well. And Hewitt and McGurn have been with each other forever. I mean, they've been playing basketball. We, we've been blessed to have these guys all together almost their whole careers, whether it be a small pride basketball team. Almost every one of these guys has been on the team together since they were in the third or fourth grade. So they built a pretty good bond with each other and know each other real well. Is it harder to talk about your own kids than it is somebody else's? It is. You know, you're a proud dad, but at the same point in time, you, you get in a situation where number one is that they realize the task that they have to take on. You know, they have some added pressure on them being a head coach's son, but at the same juncture in time, I, I'm pretty hard on them and what they're doing, just like I do with all the other players. So, you know, they deserve the accolades just as well as anyone else. If they're doing great things, we'll shine on them. If they're doing bad things, we're going to get after them as well. Do you do you find yourself harder on them because they are your kids? I think at moments of times, I think there's a difference <laughs> in what you're kind of looking at. I guess for my two, you know, Zachary's always been a guy who called our defense and ran our defense for a long time. 
So there's an expectation that he probably knows a little bit more than most. So he might have a little bit of added pressure on him, you know. So we're kind of looking at it from that standpoint. Um, do they call you dad or is it coach? Uh, they call me coach, actually. Not at home, but they call me dad on that time. And okay. They'll call me dad on the field, too. So I get both. I get coach dad sometimes, too. So <laughs> I like that, coach dad. Uh, Scott Evans joining us here Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline You shift gears now, road game again But you head up to Flathead this weekend And this is a team that you know. I talked to Kyle Mahelish about it last week But um, Kyle Sampson Left the cover pretty bare for Matt Upham And it's not either one of the coaches' fault But Flathead has hit that At that stretch where They're just not feeling it right now And this is still a dangerous team Absolutely. You know, you, we got to walk in. We walked in the Hornets Fence last year and lost them because I, I don't think we ever overlooked them, but I'll take the blame on that one. It's just, it's one of those situations we got to do a better job of preparing ourselves. And this team's just as dangerous as they were last year. And they're in a situation, I hate to say they're a cornered animal right now, but they kind of are. They're in a situation where they know they have to win. So they're going to go out there and their kids are going to play as hard as they can. So we got to make sure we, we set the tone early and right away get ourselves going establish who we are as well. They do have athletes. Um, and I know you've watched a lot of film, uh, but what is Matt Upham doing so well with those athletes that despite the fact they haven't won a lot the last year and a half, they're still performing well, though? You know, he, he puts his kid in a position. He, he doesn't try to over try to overdo something. He's not going to put in a fancy offense or anything too, too weird defensively put his kids in a position to try to get them in the best position to play fundamental football. So, you know, I respect that, that he'll actually do that instead of trying to take the risk of going to high flying offense when you don't have it. He just goes with what he needs to do and tries to keep, you know, the kids in a position where they have a chance and opportunity to win. So that's a great asset he has. This is the midway point of the season, um, which is weird to say, just, just the fourth game. But you guys are obviously on a roll. And how do you keep that role going mentally? I mean, we know how good of athletes you guys have on the Bengals, but how do you keep the mental aspect rolling? I think there's a taste. You know, you, you breed that in your culture. I think culturally that right now our culture is about that. You know, they, they want success. They knew it last year. They knew it the year before that. So there's a culture being built that they want to succeed. They want that. They understand that effort that goes forward. So I, I really just enjoy this group of guys because, from the onset when they walk in the building, they've had a, a process to where they want to get to. So, you know, you don't have to actually teach that yet. You basically just keep on feeding it. So I, I just love the group that they are. You know, you don't have to do very much with guys who want to be there. Right. Scott Evans joining us, Helena High Head Coach on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. All right, I asked Kyle Mahelish this yesterday. Uh, what is the go-to song for the Bengals in the locker room before you guys head out onto the field? You know, there's some weird stuff that they got. I don't even know what it is half the time. I, you know, I, I'm telling you right now, I just kind of sometimes plug my ears and hope. I mean, there's, a, it, there's some stuff. I mean, it, it's kind of like walking into my son's car sometimes, and I'm like going, what was that? You know, I. so you know, we, we have some little things that they don't want to enter the Sandman like I do. You know, I like the Virginia Tech opening where you mm. rock the old stadium and things are doing a blackout there. That's just, that's good old stuff right there but they don't they don't like that very much and so i mean we get we get some stuff like trippy reds and guys like that i i have to actually check them up to who they are when we're seeing them (laughs) 
Um, well, you know, Enter Sandman is a capital tradition, apparently, too, so you can't do that. Right. Well, now that I know that, I said I guess I'll just go with Guns and Roses. Welcome to the Jungle, maybe, and just take that one on. That's kind of that's kind of an obvious one, though. So when you grew up, when you played, what was your go-to? I, you know, I, I was a big Dirty Deeds, Thunder, Cheap Guys, Macy Ducey. I mean, that was an old classic tune, and you know, I liked Crazy Train too. I oh, was yeah. kind of big into that. Ozzy was a big thing in my life, so I kind of was. I went through my old Sabbath days as well, so I. You know, I go way back in time on that stuff. So, but I like that old music like that. But you're not that old in comparison. Mean, well, I know, but I have brothers who are older than me, so I I, I got to listen go. to all those guys from that time. So I was kind of in the old Osborne Black Sabbath days. What was your first vehicle in high school? Mine was a '67 Chevy Free on the Tree, old station wagon, beautiful rig. Wish I had it to this day. I'd be cruising around this town that day because it was it was a hot rod. I thought. Well, of course. <laughs> Did you have the eight track in the in the in there too? You know, I didn't have eight track. It was '67, so I didn't have anything in. I had to. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that that sucker didn't have very much. I, I think my dad got it on a whim. You know, it must have been some kind of deal that he made on the side. Cause, <laughs> I liked it though. Well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, and and of course, gas mileage was probably very good on those things, right? Oh, well, you know, it was. It, it, it was a good grocery getter, as my my buddies would say. You know, it, it looked cool. It was a cool looking station wagon. I like it. Uh, Scott Evans joining us here, Jason Walker Show. Hey, uh, appreciate the time as always. Um, crank some ACDC for the guys this week. Get them back into their this old school stuff. You know, even some good good old fashioned Kiss would be fun to listen to for them. Um, I know GNR, but Bon Jovi. Little uh, Duran Duran would be good, maybe too. Little, you know, uh, uh, Hungry Like the Wolf. I like that. Oh, that's an old school one. Wild Boys. Wild Boys would be good. Yeah, that's an old classic too. Yeah. Jumpstart My Heart too, you know. That's oh, yeah, good. Little Motley Crue. Jumpstart My Heart. Old, little Crue there is good too. That's a good one as well. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, enlighten these guys. Get them off this new stuff that's not good and go back to the classics that we grew up with. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, I, I, that. That'd be an undertaking, I think, on that one. Oh, no doubt about that, man. I, well, you know, my son listened to some weird crap, too. So um, kids these days, that's all we can say. Shake our heads. Uh, Scott <laughs> Evans, hell in a high head coach. Good luck this week. Safe travels. And uh, come back 4-0, will you? I appreciate it, Jason. Thanks very much. You go, Bengals. All right. I think that is pretty close to uh, Red Station Wagon from 1967 that Coach Evans talked about. That's pretty. That's pretty good, um, or something like that. So anyway, Jason Walker show. Uh, appreciate Coach Evans joining us here. Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. Um, Helena High tomorrow. You're looking to go four and zero at the Flathead, and it'll be. Uh, you can hear it on KGEZ.com. All right, we told you earlier today. Great Falls High's homecoming game against Belgrade canceled. Belgrade is uh, reporting some COVID cases. So all of Belgrade's weekend sporting events have been canceled. Uh, Belgrade News reported there are uh, three positive tests at Belgrade, 14 staff members, and 165 students are in quarantine right now. 14 staff members and 165 students at Belgrade are in quarantine right now with three positive tests. Next week's game against Bozeman, 
also in doubt. So Belgrade. Well, the Gallatin Valley is a hot spot. Has been. It 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 has been for a while. So um, all right. Let's get to on this day in history. Don't forget tonight, you got Helena High Capital Volleyball. Big, big volleyball match in Western AA and really across the state. Hella uh, Capitals won 60 consecutive matches. You also have Gallatin at Skyview and Glacier at Hellgate football tonight. Today is October the 1st. It's, can you believe it's October already? And yet it still feels like March or April. Got a great round of 18 in today, though. Got done in just over two hours. Unbelievable. Uh, it is homemade cookies day. My wife and daughter make some pretty good homemade chocolate chip cookies. But I miss Gail's cookies with Carol. And if you know what I'm talking about, Carol coaches shows, or if you're a member of any of the athletics teams, Gail's cookies. Mm, unbelievable. It is Black Dog Day. We have four. It is also National Hair Day. And with those black dogs, we have a lot of black hair floating around the house. 1661, yachting begins in England. King Charles II beats his brother James, the Duke of York, racing from Greenwich to Gravesend. 1903, the first baseball World Series game was ever played. Pittsburgh beat Boston Americans 7-3. Jimmy Sebring hit the first World Series home run. Deacon Felipe, the winner, Cy Young, the loser. The Cy Young, who won more and lost more than anybody in the history of the game. 1919, the infamous Black Sox Baseball World Series began. A uh, Cincinnati Reds 9-1 win over the White Sox. 1922, Cardinal second baseman Rogers Hornsby goes 3-for-5, improves his batting average to 401. Now, he's the only Major League Baseball player to bat 400 or higher and hit 40 home runs or more in the same season. Uh, 1932, Babe Ruth's legendary call points to uh, center field before hitting the ball to the center field bleachers at Wrigley Field in the fifth inning. Yankees would win game three of the World Series 7-5. to five. They would also go on to win the World Series. If you have any doubts if it actually happened, this uh, Dan Joseph found this. Listen. And everybody agreed that the high point of the whole works was Babe's homer in the fifth inning of the third. I should tell you real quick. This is Lou Gehrig. This has been unheard for the last 88 years. Lou Gehrig was on a radio show just days after the home run from Babe Ruth. So this is Lou Gehrig in 1932. Game out in Chicago. I've played a lot of baseball, but I have never seen so much nerve on display before. Babe had two strikes on him. There were 50,000 Cub fans giving him the old Bronx cheer. And the Cub players were riding him from the field. So what does he do? He stands up there and tells the world that he's going to sock that next one. And not only that, but he tells the world right where he's going to sock it. Into the center field stand. A few seconds later, the ball was just where he pointed. In the center field stand. He called his shot and then made it. I ask you, what can you do with a guy like that? That is uh, Babe Ruth, or Lou Gehrig, rather. That is the only known radio clip to exist of Lou Gehrig confirming that Babe Ruth called his shot back in uh, 1932. 
I mean, Garrick was on deck. Garrick would know. Uh, Charlie Root was the pitcher. So Ruth homers, and then um, Gehrig hits the very next pitch for a home run of his own. How about that? Um, awesome. Found that today, and uh, Dan Joseph, author, found it. Man, oh, man. That hasn't been heard in 88 years, folks. Uh, speaking of Babe Ruth, a year later, 1933, his final pitching appearance. He goes the distance in a 6-5 win over the Red Sox. He also would hit his 34th home run of the season. 1945, world heavyweight boxing champ Joe Lewis discharged from the Army after being awarded the Legion of Merit. He was honorably discharged, as opposed to um, someone else's kid that uh, was on a stage the other night in Cleveland. Connie Mack... 1950 would manage his very last game for the Philadelphia A's after 49 years. 1961, Roger Maris becomes the all-time home run leader. The only run in a game. 1961, he hit a 61st on this date off Tracy Stallard, a 1-0 win. 1967, Richard Petty would win at uh, the Wilkes 400 at North Wilkesboro. Tenth consecutive victory. 1975, the Thrilla in Manila. Muhammad Ali stopped Joe Frazier in 14. Uh, 1977 on this date, Pele plays his final game for the New York Cosmos, an exhibition in front of 75,000 at Giant Stadium. He finished with 1,281 goals in 1,363 games. That's pretty good. 1988, Steffi Groff beats Gabriella Sabatini to win the women's singles tennis gold clinches the first and to this date the only Golden Slam. All the Grand Slam titles, including the French, which is going on now, uh, U.S. Open, Australian Open, and um, Wimbledon, along with the Olympics. Not in the same year, but... Uh, 1997... Oh, maybe she did. Anyway, 1997, Tom Osborne of Nebraska, his 250th career victory, his 25th season... Took him 301 games, faster than anyone in history. Uh, also in this date, 2017, O.J. Simpson released from Nevada's Lovelock Prison after less than nine years, uh, serving less than nine years of his 33-year sentence for armed robbery and kidnapping. Uh, birthdays today, 1945, Rod Carew. 1963, Mark McGuire. 1929, Lee Richmond died. Lee Richmond was the first pitcher ever to throw a perfect game. Did it in 1880. Uh, Stanford University opened on this date in 1891. Among its first graduation class four years later, Hubert Hoover, who'd go on to be a president and have a dam named after him. 1942, little golden books begin publishing. Remember those little, there's over 300 of them, and I love to read these to my daughter now. I used to have them. They're great. Uh, 1962, Johnny Carson hosts his first Tonight Show. 1968, Night of the Living Dead, the zombie cult film debuted. Uh, happy birthday, 1910, Bonnie Parker of Bonnie and Clyde fame. Uh, Walter Matthau, the great actor, Bad News Bears, the original and the best, born in 1920. President Jimmy Carter, born on this date in 1924. He is 96 today. Uh, George Pappard, born on this date in 1928. A-team. So, there you go. I know we're going a little long, but it's Thursday. What the heck? Um, okay, let's do this. 
Almost at the end of the show, what did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right. Um, I want to get to this because, so, I don't normally talk a lot about soccer. Um, just in general, especially professional soccer. But there was an incident last night in uh, in uh, soccer where the San Diego Loyal walked off the field uh, saying that a Phoenix Rising player used an anti-gay slur directed at an openly gay midfielder, uh, Colin Martin, for San Diego. Landon Donovan, the manager for the Loyal, um, was talking with the, the ref and then also Phoenix coach uh, Rick Shantz. Listen to this and listen to Shantz. Well, I'll show it to you as well. Um, unbelievable. And got to support Landon Donovan and the San Diego Loyal uh, in every second of this. Just just watch. I misunderstood because he's accusing of the other guy of calling him and I heard him calling I misinterpreted it as him calling the other guy No, I'm telling you he, I heard your player saying that I understand that Listen, that's why I'm rescinding the red card I heard that word and I sent it I don't act dumb you know what that means Rick Rick, this is problem. Rick, this is beyond. This is guys, what Junior did last week. Okay? So like, let's, this is beyond soccer. Guys, this, this is soccer. this is what's going on. No, no, no. We have to get this out of our game. We have to get this out of our game. How racism? It's not racism. It's homophobia. playing soccer. Guys, listen. This is what's going to happen. The red card is rescinded. I don't. I didn't understand what your player said to him. They Andrew took here. offense to it, and I heard him use do? the word gay. I heard he him called him gay. He called so Colin gay. I misunderstood. I thought his player was calling your player. I can't Colin. go through this. Yeah, man. So you said our guy said something that yeah. you didn't understand. Right. And their player. And they fine. took exception to it. And so when they retaliated by saying the, the gay word, and I misunderstood as if your guy was saying it to them. As a result, um, I, the game will continue. We're going to talk about what we're going to do. This literally happened a week ago. Okay. Homophobia, racism. Right. Guys, he no said, listen, he said something race. in a language that I don't yeah, understand. I know exactly what it, I can do what for you. Okay. I don't understand what that means. I'm telling you what it means. It means gay. Okay. okay. I didn't hear that. We're going to decide what we're going to do. Okay. If you don't send him off, it's probably not. Hey, did you get a red card start player? So that was, uh, you got to, Landon Donovan had every right to pull his team off the field. And he's absolutely, and this is what's going on in sports a lot nowadays. Racism in the United States. Racism, homophobia, uh, phobia, it just doesn't exist. And then the Phoenix coach being just a punk about it. Rick Schantz should not be coaching uh, professional soccer. Unbelievable. Anyway, so I just wanted to uh, to do that today um, and support Landon Donovan and San Diego loyal um, for all of for what they uh, what they had to go through last night and they were absolutely right in walking off the walk off by the way presented by cafe Zydeco stop by 625 Euclid in Helena grab some great food the whole show is gonna be up online soon jasonwalkershow.com thanks to Barry Abrams thanks to Scott Evans joining us tomorrow. We're going to talk with a children's author, Selena Adelson Journey. She's a vice principal at a school in Vancouver, Washington. She's also a good friend. I've known her. I've literally watched her grow up. 
Selena's going to join us tomorrow. We'll wrap up the week. I'll give you my predictions and a whole lot more. Jason Walker Show coming right back tomorrow at 4. We are presented by Capital Collision Center. Have yourself a terrific Thursday. Go to JasonWalkerShow.com for anything. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.